Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast. It's your host, David, and all the way over there in Orlando, we have Seth. Laurel. Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Nothing much, man. Uh, I have had to hear that audio clip probably, I mean, at least 20 minutes today out of my eight-hour workday was people playing that and asking people the same question over and over again. So, um, Yeah, and it's only a four-second clip, so to hear it 20 minutes worth, that's quite There a was a time. guy walking around the office today, no lie, just playing it for people adamant that they weren't <laughs> telling him the truth about what they were hearing uh it was very weird yeah um well i have to say that anyone who heard yanny is not telling the truth you know i'll be honest i heard yanny the first time i heard it but after that it was all laurel all the time uh and it was really confusing my coworker cameron heard both of them he would it would switch every once in a while uh, to him, according to him. So, yeah, if, uh, gosh, I wish Andrea never got rid of those old, uh, Mighty Bloke episodes because do you remember the, we were recording an episode in the middle of the, the dress thing and yes, I, I freaked out in the middle of the episode. Oh man, it was nuts because I, <laughs> It switched, like, right in front of my eyes, and I lost my mind. It was so nuts. Mm-hmm. It was a, a simpler time. Yeah. It wasn't audio clips back then. We just looked at a picture of a dress. Yeah, and, and then we yelled at each yeah. other. Um, it was a lot faster. Yeah. We didn't have to wait and listen and think. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to jump in because I've got... Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily I've played anything new, but uh, we are got a new game we're going to possibly certify, and that is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um, yes, I, the, the famous Nintendo 64 title <laughs> with the DK right. I, I wish, honestly, that this game was Donkey Kong 64 instead of Tropical Freeze. Um, why? Because I, I liked that Donkey it? Kong 64. Uh, I thought it was fun. Well, you must not have played it recently. <laughs> I have not played it recently, you're right. So nostalgia <laughs> is clouding my view. Um, it is. It I'm, is. I'm sure it, it it possibly doesn't uh, play as well now. Um, that game is fun for like two worlds, and then you've got five different Kongs to collect all these stuff and and you're in a water level which is the worst yeah um i still i still remember it fondly but i'm sure it's not as good as tropical freeze yeah i mean i i could go with that so um donkey kong tropical freeze is a really fun game um it is along the veins of the old donkey kong country games um it is a donkey kong it is a donkey kong country game But um, I will say that it comes with some weird trappings that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, The swimming mechanics are not very good, in my opinion. And it is also very infuriating that that Island 4 is almost all swimming levels. And the boss Mm. is a swimming boss. (laughs) And so that... You should have... You should have used Funky. He's on a surfboard, for gosh sakes. Well, this they were like underwater surf, like underwater swimming. Oh, I see, I um, see. And I, I actually, I will say I feel bad because I didn't use the Funky mode at all because I wanted to keep mm-hmm. the challenge. And uh, the Funky Kong mode added, if even if you didn't use Funky, it added an extra heart to Donkey Kong. And I didn't want to cheat myself of the full experience um, of playing on the right difficulty, at least in my mind. Um, well, hey, nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of great things in it. Um, I wish that there was more of the animals in it. Uh, 
it's not really spoilers. This game's been out for a long time. You only get to ride the rhino in it, which and um, I know shame. there was the swordfish. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, the other ones. There's the what? The other ones. I don't remember. Yeah, they all there's more. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely things they could have put in it that they didn't. Um, but I'm reviewing an older game also, so I mean maybe in the next Donkey Kong country game they'll have these things uh but for this one they didn't um as far as whether or not it's certified i think it is definitely certified and that is a good challenging platformer um and the difficulty is there but i will say that sometimes the difficulty is artificial because i feel the controls are not very well they're not well done when it comes to the swimming mechanics which is only one Mm. world out of five so or out of six um so uh, just play as funky mode through world four or um just go through it as fast as possible like i did because it was kind of frustrating um but yeah, the the bosses in the game were so neat, and the music, um, it it really had a lot of uh, Seth. And if you've played Mario Rabbids, you know this, um, where the environment, when stuff is happening in the environment, it's not happening for no reason. Like it's affecting the music. So like if creatures in the back are blowing on horns and stuff, they're playing the music. It's not just they're doing things in the background, which is kind of neat um, that the environment around you is uh, actually used more way than one by, you know, it's immersive. Um, And it's, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I really enjoyed playing it. Um, I would say it was probably with difficulty and um, frustration, you know, uh, maybe 10 hours of a platformer, maybe 15 if you are really trying to get all the levels done. Um, just because I estimated with me trying to get collectibles and stuff about two to three hours an island um, with retrying levels and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean... Someone else could easily run through it way faster, I'm sure, but I did not. Um, but yeah, I would say it's certified, and you should go get it and enjoy nice. it. But I would also probably recommend Celeste over it because that's, in my opinion, a more fun platformer. But if you want that Nintendo well, feel, here, go for Donkey Kong. Here on here on Suplex, we're not we're not like ranking games against each other. If it's certified, we think you should. Play. Yeah, and I think that this game deserves to be played, for sure. Um, also, this week, um, I won my first game of Fortnite ever. Mm. Yes. I was the last man standing in the Thanos mode, which ended yesterday. Um, it did. I got zero kills in the match. Um, <laughs> I hid in a bush the whole time, and the nice. Thanos the circle closed so much that the Thanos had less health than me, so he died instead of me, and I won. Number one out of a hundred. So there you go. Um, probably you. gonna retire on top now. I'm done. Don't need to play this game anymore. Although I probably will because these guys are really going over the top with adding all kinds of new stuff all the time. They just released Mm -hmm. a new patch where they um, added some buildings where they're rebuilding stuff in the crater. Like it's, it's, they're really trying to make it feel like a living and breathing island that's constantly changing. And they're doing a good job of it, and I'm excited to see what they do. Yes, it's cool they approach their take it to Yeah, it's, it's neat. I, I really like it. I'm excited that 
this game is taking off for them. Maybe not in the way they initially wanted it to, because this game, of course, if you know or followed it at all, it was not going to be a Battle Royale game at all. Um, it was just going to be like a horde mode defense game, and mm-hmm. they kind of just pivoted, and boy, has it worked out for them. Uh, well, they're still developing the, the Save the World. Though. Yeah, it's just not their main focus, I would say. It's on there. Well, yeah. I think they're they're doing both. And I'm I'm uh I'm as much as I have enjoyed playing it with like friends of mine. Um I still am anticipating whenever the the save the world, the main mode comes out of beta and and seeing what that has to offer cuz I I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So, other than that, I've just been playing League as usual, um, and yeah, I, mean, I don't have to talk more about League. There's nothing spectacular happening there. Um, but that is what I have played this week. Um, next week, you'll get to hear from me about Hyrule Warriors, because I'm getting that Friday, uh, and I never got to play it, even though I bought it on the 3DS, I couldn't get into it and there wasn't enough enemies on screen so it was boring to me and yeah so dude you're gonna like it that game is legit i'm really excited to play it i i mean i played it a lot on the wii u and i'm definitely going to get it on this good maybe we can i don't know if it has online co-op but maybe we could hook that up yeah yeah it it might be my most played game on switch actually on uh, wii u actually really just in sheer amount of hours. Nice. I I can't remember I'm not what sure. I played the most on that thing. It was probably Smash or Mario Although, Kart 8. I did I I put a lot of time into Xenoblade on on Wii U, so that's that's a tough <laughs> one. I'm I'm not gonna go back and look, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So that's a good transition into what you've been playing this week, Seth. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and let us know. Yeah. I have like I said, I've been playing Fortnite a bit. Uh, it's probably what I've been playing the most. I've been sort of on a a little downswing in a, in video game time. Um, but I have played a little bit of ReCore, which is an older game, certainly, but it's available on the Xbox Game Pass. Um, definitely a game that I was really interested when it was announced and then released, and then it had a bunch of really bad reviews, and I was less excited about it. Um, And then they came out with a definitive edition, I guess, last year, which aimed to fix a lot of the problems the original release had, which I guess it did. Um, But there's still... The game is is glitchy as heck. Really? Uh, Just before we we got on, I I was in a boss battle, and I died... And then when I respawned, uh, I couldn't use my gun. That's infuriating. I don't know why. And so I had to, like, exit out of the game and and start it back up. And the loading times are just atrocious. Um, But it's weird. Uh, It's not really a good game from, you know, my limited experience with it. But it's it's not unenjoyable. Like, I'm, I'm... I... I like parts of it. Um, it's kind of one of those disappointing games where you where you can tell there are the bones of a good game there, and but but it's just not what you're playing. Right. Um, it was it was developed by uh, Concept, who who was uh, a studio that was created by the people who were the lead devs on the Metroid Prime series. Um, which is why I was super interested in it. Now, when they made Metroid Prime, they had a like heavy, heavy input from Nintendo, uh, which is why that game has uh, the amount of polish that it has. Uh, well, well, one of the reasons, anyway. Right. Um, and you can definitely tell in this game, like the DNA of Metroid Prime, um, because it has the sort of similar thing going on. Uh, with the different weapon types and just just kind of the the overall feel of it, there 
you, you get different and instead of upgrading your your suit or something like you did in, in Metroid Prime, you you get different um what they're called core bots in the game that can do different kind of traversal things. Mm. One of them is 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 uh, an actual spider that is like ex- who does exactly what the spider ball did in, in Metroid Prime. Um it's weird though because everything that happens in the game lacks like any fanfare like when you got an even a minuscule like uh life up power up thing in metroid prime there was this whole like musical fanfare that played um and and when you got major upgrades it was a really big deal um and none of that really happens in this game when you get new stuff it's just kind of like you oh look i have a new thing in now (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's sort of weird. It, 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 one of my issues with it has been that it lacks like the clear signposting of where to go and what you can do with powers and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, but, but it's not, it's, it's not a, not a a bad game, but it's not great, but it's still pretty enjoyable. Um, I, I don't know. I hope they... That concept gets another chance to make something because the the team they have they certainly have experience with making good games. Um, I don't know what what happened with this game, but you know sometimes you you, you strike out. But that's that's it. I haven't I haven't played much of the game. Um, I don't I don't know how long the game is. The way it progresses makes me feel like it can't be that long. Right. Uh, so yeah. Well, I'll check back in once we uh, once I'm farther into it. I know that the new uh, Xbox Live games come out tomorrow or something, I guess. Um, and so I'll probably be playing Metal Gear Solid Five by next Ooh, week. You're going. Which you're I'm going there. To play. Yeah. Uh, that was. It, when it when it came out, it, it seemed like it was really fun, but I never jumped into it. I'm actually kind of more excited about Vanquish coming out, which was a 360 game that I played a little bit of when it was first out, and I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's by uh, Platinum, who makes a makes really good games all the time. So, yeah, that's about it for me. Not a, not a whole lot, honestly. Um, also, we'll be posting on our Facebook. I want to try to. Get a stream of me and Seth playing, uh, gosh, I forgot the name of the Pirates game. Uh, uh, Sid Meier's no, Pirates. No, no, no. You know the Pirate game. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed 4. No. I mean, that's a better Pirate game than this one, I think. Uh, that canceled uh, Pirates of the Caribbean game. No, even... That apparently exists. That one would be great. Um, I still can't remember the name of this game, but it just got the private, uh, cruise, the one by Rare. Um, oh yes. Sea of Thieves. Yes. Sea of Thieves. I want to play that with Sith. Sail a boat on the open sea. Um, maybe get our friend Colin in on it cause he's been super into this game so he can kind of navigate us through what to do. Um, he's been, maybe. he's been streaming like every night playing this game. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going hard into the pirate life. He's super into it. Um, so he can definitely show us the ropes literally and figuratively. Um, and, uh, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be on our Facebook page if we do stream. Um, so not like the stream will be on the Facebook page, but we'll post the link. So check it out when we do that. Um, so that's all you played this week. That's it. All right. Uh, Easy enough. So let's get into um, where you can find us, which is on all social media at Suplex the Sticks. Um, You can also find us on all podcatchers. I am working on getting us on Spotify, um, which is a big step. Um, And it's not an easy one, but I'm working on it. I promise. 
Um, I've been using Spotify a lot more for podcasts lately um, just because it's easy. I use it for music, so I might as well use it for podcasts. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, look out for us on those platforms. Make sure you share the episode and rate us on whatever you're using to listen to us, um, which is a mouthful, but I promise it's so worth it uh, for you because it gets more people to listen to us, which is more encouragement to, you know, put energy into this. Uh, but, you know, me and Seth do it because we love it. Uh, and we, trust me, we are people that would stop doing it if we didn't want to. Um, We're liable to stop it. Anyway. Yeah, we could stop now. So you We're better, not going to stop now. You better hold up your end of the bar. Um, so. Make us keep liking it. So I'm excited to talk about the news this week. There's been a ton. It's been like a weird mini E3 this week um, with with oh, yeah. all the news coming out. Um, real quick, I just want to do quick bits. Uh, Call of Duty has a big announcement tomorrow about Black Ops 4. I would no. probably bet oh, yeah. that You're they're right. going to announce the halfway Call of Duty for Switch that they're going to announce. Um, apparently it's... Call of Duty Royale? Yeah, it's basically going to just be the Battle Royale mode or the Battle Royale mode and the zombies. You know, whatever they want to do. Um, I hope it has zombies in it. Yeah, I mean it... That would that would maybe push me toward getting it, but probably not. But maybe. They, they need to have something, because if it is just the Battle Royale mode and Fortnite does come out on the Switch... I mean, I mean... Honestly, Seth, let me ask you, how much would you pay for a Battle Royale mode for Call of Duty on the Switch? I don't know. Uh, maybe like 15, 20 bucks. They will probably um, charge 60. <laughs> I yeah, really. That would be insane if they did that. I mean. So I hope. Yeah. They... Hopefully they are uh, smart about it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not. I'm, I am not holding out hope. Uh, for that but we'll see maybe they could prove us wrong and we'll talk about it next week um and by the time um no you know i don't think by the time next week they'll get their announcement out of the way um let me check actually they will um on next wednesday battlefield 5 is having their big reveal and they promise that things will never be the same uh after five games, I'm sure they'll be somewhat the same. Um, I'm sure there won't be any big changes. I wonder if, since the last game was Battlefield 1, and this is Battlefield 5, does that mean the next one will be Battlefield 25? I mean, yeah, maybe. Like, jumping up by, by five, like, by multiples of five. I could see that. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been real. It, we were talking about it at work today. Um, it would have been real stupid if they decide to call it Battlefield Two. Yeah, like it would have made it would have been kind of funny though. Yeah, what if they called it Battlefield Two but spelled it T O O? Then they would have to do. They would have had to have made it like real cartoony, like the. They were the battlefield on <laughs> Xbox 360 that was downloadable, yeah. um, which was yeah. really fun. Uh, that was a fun game, but uh, yeah. Um, so those are the two quick bits. Really, just reveals next week that you know we'll talk about. But we don't really care. But about. we we're not too big on them. It's we're sorry, vaguely. Um, all right, so uh, do you want to go first with a news bit or me, Seth? Uh, well, let's see. Was it two days ago on the 14th, Bethesda officially announced Rage 2 after the Walmart leaks kind of forced their hand? Yep. Uh, and then the day after was a sort of gameplay reveal. And it is, you know, it's post-apocalyptic set in... Desert Wasteland. The game's going to be developed by uh, the team who made the Mad Max game and uh, what was the other one? Just Cause and and uh, what's their name? Vicarious Avalanche. Visions. 
Avalanche. Vicarious is the people working on Destiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Avalanche Studios. And also working with id uh so it should be it should be a fun game to play um it remains to be seen what type of game is it i in our suplex group chat i posited that i think that it is going to be sort of a borderlands type game which i'm i don't think it's going to be that as much now um i think it'll probably be more like a a far cry type open world go and destroy everyone type type deal um and also they they said i guess they gave some sort of backstory in that you know there's a bunch of different uh sort of tribes of people which would kind of um mirror the 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 way that far cry 5 worked with the different you know groups and areas and stuff but i don't know so that was all speculation that was the one line in the gameplay trailer that really got me interested was the tribes yeah. because then you could theoretically that the tribe system could be your class system if they do go a class route, which it looks like you have certain powers, you know what I mean? Uh, from the gameplay trailer, um, which is a bunch of quick flashes, but um, yeah, it's hard to take too much away from the stuff that they showed. Because it it was mostly it was bits of gameplay interspersed with uh, cutscenes, and then and then live action stuff. Yeah. Um. So it it hard to take like I I haven't seen anyone do the kind of frame by frame analysis of it probably just because you know Rage is not that uh, anticipated of a title, um, though I think with who's working on it, it it's going to be good. Um. But yeah, we'll see. I would not be surprised if it was Bethesda's answer to Borderlands, um, because it it sort of makes sense with with what they're going, and the way they have sort of changed it stylistically. Yeah, it's like with the bright colors and everything. It uh, yeah, it definitely feels. And I I did kind of question you, like, are they trying, especially with Borderlands three missing E three this year, are they trying to somewhat take some of the Borderlands crowd um, and get them into this game since they know Borderlands is possibly pushed back to mid-2019, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's certainly possible. Of course, we don't know when either of the games are coming out. Yeah, that's um, that's also true. I think it's... It, although it it is likely that... Rage is coming out this year because that's sort of Bethesda's mo, as that they announce a game and it comes out pretty soon after yeah. that. Um, They're not rocks, but I mean, I guess just just based on like the way like the setting and stuff, I I can't imagine they did not think that um, that getting like some of the Borderlands crowd, I they can't imagine they did not think that would play a part in it. Um, but it's also it. Pretty much every shooter that comes out today is is uh, has derived some something from what Borderlands pioneered with the the RPG shooter combination. Um, so I don't know. I I think that every game is kind of trying to take that audience that Borderlands um, has, right. while there is no other Borderlands, yeah, to to reclaim them. But this could definitely be a more blatant attempt at it. I mean, I'm still excited for it. I think it looks really fun just from what we've seen. I don't usually like to jump on hype trains from like one and a half minute trailers and stuff. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. There's something about this trailer with the Mad Max vibes, the, you know, over the top kind of psycho you know people in the desert that just it grabbed me for some reason and i got really excited um yeah i definitely went from having zero interest from the walmart leaks to definitely being uh being having my interest peaked for what they're going to show at e3 yeah exactly now of course they also did that with me with the, the last fallout game and i still never played it so we'll see oh uh, yeah 
I mean, I, I would like to have, I mean, I know it's way past its prime, but my friend Joe has some feelings about that Fallout game. Uh, and not a lot of them are good. And he's a long-time Fallout fan. Um, Didn't he also not like God of War? No, he didn't play it. He, nope. yeah. That was a different friend. Different friend. Um, so, um, I'm going to get into something that's kind of neat. Um, the League of Legends is getting a new mode next week, slash this week, called Clash. Which, it's a tournament-style um, gameplay every other weekend. And you register for it. The f- You can register on the May 20th, and the first one starts May 25th. And so what it is, is you and a bunch of friends group up, kind of like an actual esports team. And you sign up, and you get put into a tournament uh, to try, you know, just to kind of give you the feel of playing in an actual, like, LCS tournament, which is the, the you know, professional tournaments, um, which is kind of neat. Um, you know, you'll have to play certain matches, and they'll give you, like, a schedule, I guess. I don't know all the details on that, because the article I read didn't go too full into it. Um, but it's uh, it seems pretty cool. I'm excited to see if I can get a team of five to sign up to do it, but I also know that those people have to give up a chunk of their weekend to be ready to play league, you know, at the right times, <laughs> um, which is a little bit hard to do. So we'll see if this mode actually takes off, um, but I, I'm hoping it does. It seems really neat, and uh, it seems like maybe a way that people could gain an appreciation for esports by you know, seeing what what it's actually like to play and stuff like that. Um, what do you think, Seth? Uh, I have literally zero interest <laughs> in anything you just said. Oh, yeah, so that's fair. I kind of, before we went, came on, I kind of wanted, you to, wanted to ask you to not bring it up. But, you know, here we are. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure people like League. They do. You do. I really do. Maybe too much. I read a lot about it now. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, I have here as my note, suck it Cliffy B because his studio shut down. Yeah. Um, I can't even, I didn't even write down the name of the studio, but uh, the they made Radical Heights, which was... Uh, Boss Key Studios. Boss Key Studios. Um they made Radical Heights and Lawbreakers, which is the game that famously had a control scheme entirely too difficult for the Nintendo Switch to handle. Um, because the Nintendo Switch yeah, did not have enough have buttons. Enough buttons. Um, oddly enough, very weird. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they decided to shut down... Um, they're going to keep the servers up for Radical Heights, which is a Battle Royale game that came out way too late in the Battle Royale cycle. And, and it, yeah, and it wasn't even finished. Yeah. So um, I'm sure Cliffy B will end up somewhere else because he's a name and people love him for what he did with Gears of War 1 through 3. Um, and he's like the self proclaimed. Rockstar of game development. Um, but he's kind of annoying on Twitter, and I'm not really glad that he doesn't have a job, but he's also kind of an idiot, so it's fine. Uh, you don't have to follow him on Twitter, Dave. I know, and I don't. I stopped after I decided he was an idiot. You know. Uh, but yeah. still, I had to see his tweets about it in the article I read. So... Well, I I do not understand your hatred for the guy, but you know, uh, it's too bad that it got shut down. Hopefully, the the, the other devs working there will land on their feet. Um, they released some like key art image images of of stuff they had working on. That uh, there was some interesting stuff in there, uh, but you know, it'll never we'll never see it now. 
Yeah. Um, I have in my notes Rage 2 Borderlands Boogaloo. I thought that was funny. It's not that funny. Um, but the other two big pieces of news are the Nintendo leaks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been, go and start this. it's been an interesting week for those following famous Nintendo franchises. Uh, the first thing that happened, uh, I guess it was Monday or... When did I text you? I guess it must have been Monday that word came out that Retro Studios, uh, supposedly, the game that they have been working on is uh, a reimagining of Star Fox as a racing game, uh, tentatively called Star Fox Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. Um, It is sort of like, people have described it as kind of an F-Zero meets Diddy Kong racing game, and that it's going to have an full adventure mode and a story and boss battles along with the racing. Um, And needless to say, the internet kind of exploded in outrage at the mere idea that Retro would be making a game that they did not deem worthy of them making. Um, And I will be honest, when I heard the news, I was like, this this can't be a real thing. But the more I think about it, I think it could be actually a very cool game. Um, because first, you got Retro working on it, who, with their releases, uh, have kind of uh, un- an unimpeachable record of good games. Um, and also, Diddy Kong Racing is one of my favorite games ever, and I will play any game like that. Um, and I think... I also think that as much as I like Star Fox um, and the gameplay outside of 64 uh, and and Star Fox Command on the DS, the games have not really been that great. Um, I think they've they've always had good potential but never really lived up to it. And then with the debacle that was Star Fox Zero, it kind of makes sense to take it in a new direction. But I also think that the 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 classic mechanics of of Star Fox could still work in whatever kind of game they're making, um, and I think it'll it'll translate really well into into a racing title um, that still ho- is holds true to the old Star Fox style. Right. Um, and you know it'll be cool racing through space in our wings and and through. Deserts following trains and the tank or whatever, and you could have submarine levels and, um, yeah, it'll. I I think I'm really excited for it. I can't wait for it to come out or for at least us to hear information about it. Um, yeah. So it's 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 interesting. It's it's definitely a. Uh, I wouldn't say risk, but it is certainly a bit out there of a choice for them to make. So I wasn't necessarily mad that this was happening, but I was just like, why are they making this type of a game? And then I really started to think of all the different vehicles in Star Fox. And I was like, oh, this actually kind of makes a lot of sense. Like, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I like any type of kart racing game. Um, I mean, I even played the heck out of, uh, because it was the only kart racing game when the Wii U came out, but the Sonic and Sega All-Stars racing, uh, transformed. Do you remember playing that one where the, it would turn into a plane and stuff? It was a fine game. Yeah. Now, see, I don't, I don't think that it's going to be a kart racing game. I think it's going to be like a more of a high speed racing game. Um, certainly, it'll, it'll probably have those kind of elements, but I think it'll be like more, uh, not necessarily a straightforward racer. But it's, it's like you think of of a racing. You think you hear they're making a racing game out of a Nintendo franchise, and you automatically go to to Mario Kart or Diddy Kong Racing, which are good games. Um, You're thinking they're going more F-Zero I, than they are 
Yeah, and I mean, like, the signature vehicle of Star Fox is the R-Wing, which is, like, a space plane. And I don't, like, I don't, I don't see them transitioning him, transitioning Fox into, like, you know, a a land speeder. I think you're going to be flying through space. Yeah. But we'll see. It's, I think it's got a lot of potential, um, and after initial trepidation, I am excited for it. A fun fact about it is, in Star Fox Command on the Nintendo DS, uh, the aforementioned Star Fox Command, um, one of the cool things about the game was, depending on what, like, how you played it, it had, I don't know, something like 26 different endings. Yeah. Um, and in one of them, the, the character Crystal dies... Uh, at the end, and Fox is, like, he's overwhelmed with with sadness about it, and Falco, he has this great idea that to, to get Fox back in, in, back in, in good spirits to, to turn the R-Wings into, into racing vehicles. What? Um, yeah, so this is, it's actually not an unprecedented thing, uh, and it could potentially make that insane ending canon. Though I'm sure it'll it'll be different. I'm uh okay. That made me more interested. That's kind yeah, of fun. Uh, and it it's definitely exciting because so Star Fox Zero was one of the best looking games on the Wii U, despite how bad it was. Well, I don't I don't think it was that bad, but um, and Retro has always it. been known. Retro has always been able to get the most out of the systems that they're on and i'm anticipating this game is going to be like off the charts beautiful Hmm. so yeah we will see i i i'm excited about it hopefully hopefully we'll be able to see it in a few weeks at e3 um because retro likes to skip e3 but I can't imagine if if this game is as far along as it seems to be, it's got to be there. Yeah, it has to be. And apparently, so also in the same news, there was talk that uh, there was another game Retro was working on that was had sort of a rocky development cycle that may or may not be canceled. I hope not because um, I I love their their whole thing about taking older Nintendo franchises and kind of reinterpreting them in different ways. Um, and I just, I just wanted to make more games, man. They make, all the stuff they put out is really good, so I, I want more of it. Yeah. I'm with you. But I want to get to the good stuff, which that was yeah, good stuff. Yeah, the big news. But these weird Pokemon leaks that are happening with Pokemon yep. Switch. It's funny, you... You texted me yesterday before, like, the actual news came out about how there had been talk about it on Twitter, and there were, and I, I remember reading something about the, this, this rumor that the titles of the new game were going to be called, uh, Infrared and Ultraviolet, which I thought was so hilariously bad, but no, it turns out it's... that the next two Pokemon games are actually going to be called... Uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, which is, um, bad. It's, I don't know that it's well, okay. It's, it's certainly, uh, <laughs> it's not the, the norm. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't have the, the same kind of, kind of naming you're, tradition. You're, you're ones. forgetting. It's actually a longer title than that. It's Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu edition and Pokemon. Let's go Eevee edition. All right, well, Pokemon Ultra Sun Edition and Pokemon Ultra Moon Edition were the were the correct titles of those games, but no one called them That's that. That's true, but I I mean I wanted to be clear. Yeah, gotta be clear. Um, so yeah, the the stuff coming out about it it sounds like. Uh, it's going to be sort of a reimagining of Pokemon Yellow. Um, naturally, one with Pikachu and one with Eevee. It's going to have the the return of your Pokemon following you. Um, it's going to be in a completely reimagined Kanto, which I've talked about on here is what I what I 
am really wanting. And it makes sense for the first Pokemon game on Switch, I think, to sort of try and... Because um, it'll not only cater to, you know, the younger Pokemon people, but I think probably also the people like us who, who played... Well, not like us, because we've played the other ones. But people in our age range who played uh, Red and Blue when they first came out and would like to get back to that. Um, and the interesting thing about it is, supposedly, it, it it's going to have Pokemon Go integration somehow. Um, and potentially will have a kind of, like, catching Pokemon works like it does in Pokemon Go. Which, uh, which who, you don't, there's no way of knowing what that means. Um, there, there have been stuff that show, there's one screenshot that's been leaked that, um, looks like it, it, it is, it is from this game and it has, um, Pokemon in the overworld that you can see rather than like having them as random encounters, which may be all that, uh, the leak meant by, catching works like it go i can tell you right Um, now the moment i read that i was very turned off because all i thought of was having to use the switch touch screen to (laughs) curve throw a ball at a pokemon yeah i mean i could see it being an option i don't think that'll be the main uh way that you do it uh because there's going to be people who don't play it on the go um so yeah, it's interesting what it apparently the way that this developed was it sort of it was originally working like a, a remake of the Kanto games in like the kind of um the Sun and Moon engine. Right. Um but but upscaled for for the the Switch. Um and it sort of evolved from that. Uh, but we will see. People are kind of worried that it's going to be using the same graphics as uh, as Sun and Moon, um, which it probably will be because it's only been a year since that came out. And and realistically, so, I I believe I was listening to Nintendo Voice Chat or another uh, podcast, but they did bring up that you know though those games just. It was the 3DS screen that didn't make them look very good because it it was more pixelated than the Nintendo Switch screen. Yeah, people who um who em- who have emulated it have worked on like HD hacks and it looks really good. Yeah. Um so but it is it is sort of weird that they would be using that kind of, the kind of the same engine for uh, a fully HD platform. Um, yeah. That's true. But yeah, I guess that uh, Game Freak has said, like, in in 2016, they were saying they were working on ways to connect the main games with Pokemon Go. So it's not a huge surprise if if that is kind of one of the big draws of it. And I guess a lot of people are still playing it, so so you want to um, to try and and rope those people in. I mean, I'm Uh, I'm I'm back to playing it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what is going to happen. Um, when sun and moon, when the, 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 the reason this became like, it came into, into news territory and out of leak territory is that the trademarks for the, the names were filed and discovered. And the last time that happened was with sun and moon and they were unveiled the next day. So we might have more information about this tomorrow, um, but I'm 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 definitely interested in in what it's going to be. I I fully expected that. I, I'm 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 glad that it, if it's going to be Kanto because I think it makes it'll be cool to see that that area reimagined. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like in when they. They did that. They did this in the in the movies with the the I choose you Pikachu, which which had Ash in Kanto, but it was kind of like an it was the same but totally different, and it had Pokemon from all the different generations. Um, so that to me that's that's cool. 
but I I really thought the first Pokemon game to be on the system would be kind of like a, a ground up reimagining. And it seems as if if it's going the way people are talking, it's more in line with the the 3DS games, um, which is not a bad thing. Like you said, those games look good, um, but I was hoping for something a little bit bigger in scale, which it still might be. I mean, we know next to nothing about it, and the only stuff we know are kind of leaks and rumors. Um, but yeah, we might know more tomorrow. Um, and have stuff to to tell you next week. Yeah, it's. Um, me and Seth kind of briefly touched on it before we started recording, but uh, it'll be a good way to kind of uh, wrap things up. Um, it's very uh, strange how the the in the past couple of years, the closer it's gotten to E three, there's not as many surprises for E three. Uh, yeah, games are doing. Not games, but uh, like developers and publishers are doing reveals for games months before E3 because they're worried about their pressers getting leaked. So they'd rather be ahead of the leaks. Um, Which is, I don't know, I think it's kind of disappointing uh, because it leaves, I don't know, it leaves a lot to be desired. I want all the surprises to be at E3 for the most part. Um... I used to be the person that was super into spoiling things for himself. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, movies, games, I would just read the plot before I did it. You could could not resist. Yeah, and now I've moved away from that, uh, kind of, to where I, I don't necessarily avoid trailers, but if I don't have to watch it, I usually will not go out of my way, um to indulge, um, just so that I can go in with as fresh, um, and, and an uninfluenced, uh, uninfluenced opinion as possible. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're kind of spoiling it themselves out of fear of it being spoiled, which is very frustrating. I see your point. Um, and it is, there is, it is different when you're getting stuff completely new, um, but there will still be stuff like that. Yeah, and, the- and even with the stuff that leaks, there, it, the stuff we see at E3 is pretty much going to be a hundred percent new stuff, um, like specifically in the details of things. Um, you look at Sony; they announced that their their conference this year is going to be fully around the games uh last of us 2 spider-man ghost of tsushima and i forget what the other one was um but you know there are four first party exclusives um and all games that we already know about and and in some have even seen stuff from it but it's all it's still going to be all new stuff and still going to be exciting to see yeah um so i don't see it as too big of a deal because like it's never going to be like a whole nintendo direct gets leaked um even these small these for me that these small little leaks and teasers kind of just kind of work as like uh, an appetizer to the main course which is the the madness that is e3 um yeah that's fair and for me it, it makes it it makes it more exciting because you know this 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 stuff about the Star Fox Grand Prix, um, I I now that I have an idea that it's coming and have been able to gi- digest and 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 think about it, um, I am all the more excited to to see it and 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 hear about it, um, and it would it would be it would be amazing to have have it not spoiled and and see it on the on Nintendo's E three. Um, but, but then I would have to, I would have to go through all those emotions again. Um, and that would, that would sort of cloud the announcement for me. Um, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, hearing, hearing about it, I'm probably, I'm more excited for it than I would be, uh, if it was brand new. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I understand your point of view here and it, and 
it, it's in the in the years to come. It's probably only going to get worse. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but E three will will always still be fun. I think, no matter how much you know. I think I think that this is just why I like um con like uh expos like uh gamescom and pax a little more now because developers will debut really out of the blue stuff there um and there's usually never leaks for that kind of stuff um so those news days are always super fun um but e3 yeah i mean i get it I'd... But you can also look at it like this way. Knowing what's happening beforehand only makes the stuff you don't know that much more surprising. That's true. Because you think you know what you're expecting. But So, yeah, so like if Sony, after saying they're focusing on only these four games, then reveal a brand new AAA first-party game, it'll be insane. That's true. I mean, probably not any more insane than if no one knew about <laughs> it. Uh, but still. Uh, I really, I want them to, I would want them to continue Horizon. Or make another kill zone. Because I really liked the oh. kill zone on PS4. Well, too bad. Yeah, that, they're never making another kill zone. Probably Those not. people are making Horizon 2 right now. Probably. So, was there any other news that you had? Uh, uh, I got no uh, game news. Um, news came out today that the Orlando Magic were looking at hiring University of Houston head coach Kelvin Sampson, which is absolutely awful <laughs> and, frankly, no surprise from what continues to be a garbage franchise. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only other news I got, and... It's terrible. And uh, the only other news I have is that the Senate uh, voted to uh, keep the net neutrality laws in place. Uh, which is, a, which is, which good, is news. good news. Um, and, yeah, you can find the list of people that uh, did not vote for that and uh, not vote for them whenever it's time to do that. Uh Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, and get better people in there um, because that was a no-brainer thing that uh, people on uh, all sides of the aisles, all of the aisles should be for, is keeping our, inter- Every aisle. Keeping our internet uh, as free and open as possible. Um, even though it's not free to have internet, but you know what I mean. Yep, yep. More good news, actually. There's going to be a a, a a demo for the new Mario Tennis game on June 1st, Oh, that's right. I I'm forgot. About. And you get, guess what? For being part you of it, a, you get you get a free skin classic Mario costume. It's weird that he's not in the game otherwise, but hey. <laughs> it's weird that his, his normal skin is not classic Mario. Uh, yeah. But I guess it's sportsy Mario or something. Yeah, yeah. Um... And on June 6th or June 9th, I can't remember, uh, Nintendo announced that there's going to be really big Splatoon news dropping that day. Um, So keep your eyes peeled for that. Well, Nintendo didn't announce that. That was kind of a rumor. And then Nintendo said they have nothing to announce. And then a a magazine in Japan uh, had posted like a big teaser about it i think it's going to be for a splatoon anime that's just me oh that'd be super cool because i can't imagine any like gameplay big news outside of the uh, octo expansion but if there was that'd be insane yeah i'm excited for the octo expansion i'm ready yep but um so as we reach the hour mark seth is there a special way you want to end this episode? Uh, I would just like to say, um, Orlando, please do not hire Kelvin Sampson. I'm this close to giving up on you completely, but I want to be a fan. I want to be a fan. 
So just just do something right for once. He does. That's my plea. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I wish I had the rights to end this with the Orlando Magic theme from the 80s, but I don't. That would be weird. That'd be a weird ending. This is a weird ending. Yep. Uh, otherwise, but all right. You asked you asked me to end it, and I get did. it together, Orlando Magic. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Uh,